It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. Hello, Jim. And he's a maniac, maniac on the floor. And he's dancing like he's never danced before. It's Murray. Yo. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. This is a thing now, Murray. Get used to it. I don't want to get used to it. This week on the podcast, we talk about two films we saw in cinemas. Unfortunately... At the same cinema. Hey, you saw it at my cinema. Wah, wah. A couple streaming flicks, Open Rage, Merman Minute, The Lists, Rager Dare, and then we start shopping online for Krampus presents so that we socially distance shop to beat down those pesky COVID numbers. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. So, we saw stuff in theaters. Yes. Yes, we did. We saw Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, got a, it's coming out in theaters first, and I guess it's going to be on Netflix in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. Interesting news. So, it's the story of a pretty bland and uninteresting Yale Law student who comes from Hillbilly Roots. It shows his journey from a boy through to his improbable attendance to an Ivy League school, despite his meager beginnings. I suppose it's a story of family and how they come first, no matter what, in this story's world. <laughs> One of the problems I have with this is the characters are either super bland or they are way over the top. Having said that, I can't say enough about the performance of Glenn Close. While this is obvious Oscar bait, it also has the per- it also is the performance that, for the most part, saves the movie. Close's portrayal of Mama makes this movie worth watching. In contrast, once again, Amy Adams proves that she is competent as an actress, but you can see the vast chasm in ability between her and Glenn Close. She really tries hard in this movie and is able to tread water with Close, but she sure can't swim with her. The movie really paints the world with broad strokes, which I suppose is an indicator of the point of view that it's being told from. But if your intention is to make these hillbillies seem more than, you know, your typical country hick, then why use so many stereotypes? It had its characters uttering phrases like, so papa and mama are two... (laughs) Yes, the papas and the mamas. I can't even 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 get through it. So to papa and mama, not all rich people were bad, but all bad people were rich. Really? All bad people are rich? No one else? Pretty much. What a hick thing to say. So the question is, what did I think of the movie that is an, has an Academy Award-worthy performance by Close, surrounded by a lot of blandness, stereotypes, and while some of the dialogue was brilliant, some of it came across as condescending and narrow-minded. On the strength of Close's performance, this bit of melodrama gets a meh. Wow. What do you know? Loved Glenn Close. Mother fucking Glenn Close. You heard me. I'm going to say this a lot, by the way. Mother fucking Glenn Close. This woman is mother fucking Glenn Close brilliant. She's awesome. Was there anyone else in this movie? I I wish there wasn't. (laughs) If so, I didn't notice. Okay, maybe that's not true. The casting in this, I felt, was pretty perfect. Not good, not great, not even well or fine, or chitty old chap, 
It was perfect. Hmm. Well, maybe pretty much perfect. Weakest actor in the entire cast is our potential undoubted actress, Amy Adams. Potato discussion will now ensue. Mm -hmm. Is Amy Adams the female version of Mr. Potato? No. She is not the female version of Mr. Potato because he's not the male version of Mr. Potato. However, she is a potato. Okay. Because <laughs> Mr. Mark Ruffalo is a fine thespian. Ah, uh, well, we're going to talk more about her in the list later, so stay tuned. Uh, who in the hell is Owen Astarlos? I don't know. Think Tell me, young JD. This kid went toe to toe with motherfucking Glenn Close and held his own. He was fine. I don't care what. No, he was not fine. This kid was awesome. The, like the, she did not steal the, anything away from him. Nothing. The kid was good. The, he he the was o- awesome. The, the older version was meh. Yeah, the older version he was kind of mad, but. The older version and the younger version could have been, this could have been a boyhood situation. Yeah, they really looked, I was, I don't know how they found two kids that like he literally could have grown up and been that guy. Yeah, of course. Uh, I want to see this kid everywhere. This film started out with a real uneven feel, took a a whole bit of time, but once it did and it got a hold of you, it was a very slow, but at the same time, um, it moved through multiple periods and times, uh, which perhaps is why it took us time for it to fully connect to this film. But once you were there, you really are, at least in my opinion, I think you really are. Midway through our yam-like, I'm going to use yam instead of potato, because, you know, you can't have two potatoes. She can't be Mrs. Potato. She's not married to him. So we're going to call her yam from now on. Uh, midway through, yam-like Amy are. Adams. In this, finally started to show her chops up against the greatness of motherfucking Glenn Close and the young Mr. And I'm going to screw up his name. Astalos. Sounds almost Greek. Astalos. Sounds good to me. Yeah. This heavy, dramatic film with mild comedic moments takes you on a multiple montage time jump period piece ride through this broken and damaged hillbilly elegy family it gets a motherfucking glenn close and perfectly casted character driven mondo amy adams as far as i'm concerned i'm not gonna say it we'll talk on the lists but i think it's a given because murray's gonna give this a mondo i know it favorite line is pretty much anything out of motherfucking Glenn Close's mouth. Yeah. But here are a couple. I wouldn't spit on her ass if her guts were on fire. Or, the even more popular, they ain't magic because <laughs> they don't have microwaves. <laughs> yeah, she had some lines. She was brilliant. She All was, right, Mur? Absolutely, she was brilliant. Well, as usual, I couldn't disagree more with most of what you guys said. Um, Did you give it a Mondo? I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, Amy Adams is anything but, but a potato. She's a yam. Pretty much every freaking movie she's been in, she gets freaking nominated for. That's got to say something. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just people around her. And I personally don't see what's so great about Glenn Close. Wow. Yes, she's okay. She was not the star of the movie, in my opinion. Was it Glenn Close? She was okay. No, it was not. Oh, it was Amy Adams? I think she was better, but that's just, uh, okay. like, in my opinion. Gotcha. And it kind of says something to the fact that the supposed star of the film isn't even on the poster. 
the one whose story is about. <laughs> the one who wrote it? His name isn't even on the poster's picture. It's just the two women. Yeah, it's the not guy him who at wrote all. it. It's like they don't give a crap about him at all. It could cast some nobody. And he wrote it. He's a potato. <laughs> the guy who started as, as the JD or whatever, DJ, yeah. whatever the hell his name JD. is. He, he's a freaking potato. JD. You, you had good company with Um with Yeah, Amy I mean, Adams. this is this is a Ron Howard movie, so obviously I'm going to I'm gonna love it because I love Ron Howard yeah, movies. Yeah, of course. Even, even some of the weird ones. There you the, go. The exception of maybe Solo. Um, yeah, that I, was terrible. I, I, they just handed him that. That wasn't really his. It's like like Joss Whedon, who I love, who he would just hand it Justice League. It wasn't his project either. It's like, well, of course he isn't going to do a good one. But anyway. Um, Gabriel yeah. Basso, by the way, is the older JD. Sure. Mm. Whatever. His name isn't on the list anyway. There you go. Uh, yeah. I thought it would be a little more hillbilly. When it has hillbilly in the title, I expected more hillbilly stuff. I mean, there was... They visited their relatives at the beginning of the movie, and the next thing you know, he's grown up and he's a lawyer. And it most of it was... Student. Student, whatever. Student lawyer, whatever. Yale. Yuppie, basically. That's the... I mean, all these, you know, upper crust people. And, and yeah, it's like it didn't... Re- I don't think it really explored their hillbilly roots enough. Like, yeah. They yeah I don't co- know it was necessarily about the roots. I think well, it's... Well, it, I, I expected it to kind of be. Uh, the fact okay. that he's trying so to make had peace. a different expectation of yeah. What I thought he'd make be. peace with the fact that he was a hillbilly, even though he's he's trying to be something else. Uh, and yeah, his mother, you know, as a nurse slash drug addict, that I think was awesome. Like that was a great thing. But uh, do I give it a Mondo? Uh, very nearly. I mean, again, I thought it would be a little more hillbilly-ish. Uh, so what wasn't what you expected? So it for wasn't that. quite what I expected. But okay. it's def- it's definitely a high man. I mean. I get Amy Adams, Ron Howard. I, I can never be disappointed by them. Well, there so. you go. So we're all kind of in the same boat a little bit, which is going to make our discussion super easy at the lists. Yeah, probably, so maybe. I what do you know. What do you think of what? Let's get freaky. Okay. Let's so freaky. after swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before she gets becomes the serial killer forever wow that sounds awful just terrible i know well actually technically it it, 24 hours before she ends up in his body forever Forever. yeah yeah he's still in it's a freaky friday situation it's exactly it's just freaky so this is um made by director writer christopher landon also helps with writing from michael kennedy stars uh kate catherine newton vince vaughn and alan ruck it does and (laughs) i was a little surprised of all the freaky fridays or any freaky friday adjacent movies this is absolutely the best. Hmm. Better than Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee. Better than Freaky Friday with Jodie Foster, Shelley Long, Fred Savage, Rob Snyder, oh, come on, Dudley the Fred Moore, Savage one. and on and on and on until this version. I hated every single one of those other versions. Hello, judge Reinhold. I know. Whatever. Here come the judge. <laughs> didn't I, right. didn't I say? Judge. Didn't I say? And on and on and on. Yeah, and yeah. Judge Ryan fits into the on and on. 
So it was good to see Vince Vaughn back as a serial killer instead of someone trying to pretend he's funny. This movie has original kills with great FX, predictable plot with tons of great one-liners, has all the token high school slasher films or high school best friend type movies. Uh, It has the blonde final girl with token black and gay friends, both of which were talented and funny. Pretty much everything about this was typical and expected, but the kills and comedy I found so infectious. Entire cast did a great job. Uh, Like I said, FX, gore, and fun were all present. Uh, In all, the film was an enjoyable slasher romp, and based on the ending, there is a possibility there may be a sequel. Mm. Mm. As the ending was dumb and had too many endings where the killer dies too many times like every and comes movie. back which definitely detracted from the fun uh, that it was and it got a little bit fucking annoying gets a death by wine bottle awesome kill count with terrible ending gore filled slashing meh hmm best line yes it's a vagina not an all night drive through or I'll suck your dick. All of it. <laughs> that was said by a guy to another guy. By yeah, way. and it was awesome. All right. Well, uh, this is boring because we pretty much agree. A lot of what <laughs> I'm going to say, you've already said. <laughs> How is that possible? Uh, I don't then you know. can be brief. <laughs> I, I will be fairly brief. Why don't you talk a little bit more about Hellbilly Elegy? Uh, no, I said enough about that. We all know how I felt about it. Uh, freaky. The most entertaining of the body-swapping movies, Freaky pays homage to its obvious inspirations while still maintaining a modern feel. Freaky Friday meets Friday the 13th makes for an enjoyable hour and 42 minutes. The jokes landed for the most part. The gore was fun as well. There were some inventive kills, which Jim already mentioned. Some of them were great. Some of them felt like they were trying too hard to be original. Vince Vaughn as a teenage girl was a lot of fun, although I wish we could have gotten a little more psycho Vince Vaughn. See what I did there? I did. Before the transformation. Catherine Newton was also very good. Director Christopher Landon seems to have a knack for the horror comedy genre. He directed Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse and the Happy Death Day movies. And now with this... He seems to be the guy you want directing your movie if it's a horror comedy. Yeah, With a baby. girl in it. Mm. Freaky was a very entertaining yet ultimately predictable movie that was about 15 minutes too long. I don't know about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. It was about the amount 15, of endings they yeah. had. Freaky was meh. It was. But it was a fun meh. I kinda it was wanna, a fun, it was a kinda, fun meh. I don't say this very often. In fact, I think this may be the first time I've ever said it. I kind of want a sequel. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I want this to be a chain, just like Happy... And if it, this is the guy who's this bringing Happy guy. Death Guy... He wants, I think he probably wants He may sequel. be the guy. Murray, you should see this one. You might like it. I did see it. Oh. You should see it again. No. You might like it. Well, I wanted to like it. Oh, no. Did. Happy Death Day? Uh, no, I'm talking about the freaky. Yeah, I know. I mean, Happy no, Death I, Day guy? No, I've seen the, the two Death Days. I know. Those were good. Okay. Uh... I should have known by the opening titles when I discovered it was a Bloomhouse movie. Yes. Uh, the company which is personally t- pretty much destroying my childhood <laughs> by taking yet another movie which I loved uh, as, yeah. a, as a kid and 
turning like, it upside down. I like Bloomhouse. Uh, I mean, their list of recents, uh, Fantasy Island, which they excellent wrecked it was on me. It was meh. Invisible Man. Which, was that, was which, that was rage. Which Jim said like the worst horror movie ever or something yeah, like that. pretty much. And yeah. the last Halloween that was made. Uh, uh, the last one was good. Let's not forget last year's Black Christmas. Which yeah, I'm pretty I sure did, we I all did. raged about that too. Oh, so, I didn't like that. I should have known as soon as I knew it was, it was them that it wouldn't be that good. I mean, I really wanted to like it because it looked promising. And then also on top of that, we have like Vince Vaughn, who seems to have a knack of starring in just horrible, unnecessary remakes of original classics. Uh, I want uh, Vince Vaughn in more dramatic just roles. Just two, uh, two I will come to mind. Is One is Delivery Man. You don't even try right, yeah, yeah. Ripped off Starbucks. Yeah. That one's awful. And earlier in his career, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, God. Yeah, that was, that was horrible. Bad. So, yeah, I should have known better. The Blonde was fun. But I have to admit, I did enjoy Vince Vaughn as a teenage girl. Right? That, yeah. that was probably what saved it from being a rage for Okay, me. so. That, uh, well, the trifecta. Uh, I guess so. So the thing is, there was some great deaths at the start of the movie and some awesome ones at the end. Yes. And in between, it was all teenage angst. It might as, yeah. well, might as well have been a Freaky Friday movie yeah, with Lindsay Lohan or something. Like, it just... And the thing with Vince Vaughn and, and the boy in the backseat just... Yeah, was, that was actually kind of sexy. It was just wrong. Vince Vaughn making out with a boy. Yeah, their first kiss, <laughs> and it was a guy kissing a serial killer. It's like, I actually yeah, love that okay. part. But, yeah, there was some very creative deaths. I'll give you that. I did enjoy seeing Alan Ruck uh, meet his end very yeah? graphically. The, he played a real dick in this one. The great one was the wine bottle murder. That was awesome. That was, well, that was the beginning, but... Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, super. it had some great deaths, and I'll give it to you, but... Yeah, story-wise, yeah, it was definitely a man. Like, so it's it's a three mess, but obviously yeah. one is a almost rage man and two almost a rage pleasant mess. Pleasant mess. I was entertained. Should we, can we um can we maybe just hold hands and skip around the table? No, no, because we don't all agree on this. Is like yeah, no, a miracle no. of yeah. science. No, we're gonna, science what involved. What we can do is move on. Okay yeah, then. Let's do that. Well, let's dance. All right, let's dance. Streaming, motherfucking streaming. We've been just streaming. And Bryce, what have we been doing? Streaming. Did you stream some stuff? Did you just watch football on the weekend? Or football? Football, 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 streaming. All right. So, what did we stream this week? We started with, well, I started with, I don't know what you guys started with. Uh, I started with Lingering, which is... <laughs> Thank God we were communicated properly. Yes, which... Um, which has a few names. Which has a few names. Hotel Lakeu or Hot Lake. Um, it's playing on Shudder as we speak. This is a story... What? what? Huh? Dum-dum. Dum-dum. Yes. This is a story of you, me, who intends to drop off her sister at her dead mother's friend's hotel, but then gets entangled in the sinister happenings. I guess. <laughs> Something. The movie looked good. The acting was okay. I found myself fairly unengaged throughout, however. All the spooky ghosts and supernatural goings-on did little for me. The jump scares weren't really scary. The maid in the hotel was fairly entertaining yes. with her slightly off-kilter performance. Mm -hmm. It was quite enjoyable. 
The ending was okay, as I was not entirely understanding who was sitting in the ch- that chair towards the climax yes. until it was really, you know, until it was re- really revealed. I did not hate this, but it failed to grab me for any length of time and hang on. This was close to being a rage, but the ending saved it somewhat. This was meh. So, what I'm hearing you say from everything that you just raged, ranted, slashed on yes. was that you did enjoy the climax. Yes. So, you're saying you like to climax at the I, movie? I said I enjoyed this particular climax. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure I know. But who doesn't like to climax? Uh, well, the, some movies don't make you climax, so there you go. Fair enough. Uh, mommy, the friendly ghost, the friendliest ghost we know. Some may look at her with fright. All the kids love her so. <laughs> Going somewhere? No, it's just the movie. It's, <laughs> that's it's it. mommy, that's the friendly ghost. Ah, murdering crazy best friend, ghostly double whammy Korean horror. Yeah. Just like a bag of Korean bits and bites, you never know what you'll pull out of an open bag of Korean horror. A little dash of random occurrences, one-eyed boy who seems to travel in dreams, and in the real world, little sister goes missing, and it seems no one... And I mean no one at all is concerned. Yeah. Or that they don't seem concerned enough that normally when a kid goes missing, the whole town gets involved and they all get their bags and their sticks and they walk through the, like, no. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, she's gone missing. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, The cop character appears to enter the story randomly. And is friends with the ant? What? Uh, nothing seems to be a big deal in this movie. Crazy employees dying. It was odd. Missing kids everywhere. Little sister disappearing. Big sis. Uh, let let her on that you know she's solving a mystery. I, I honestly said like on more than one occasion. What, what is going on right now? <laughs> Creepy stuff happening in the basement, but she keeps going down there like yep. for no reason. She knows her little sister's not like what? What Just little kid stay. goes down in the basement? Yeah. Nobody. Yes. Like okay, think about a Murray. Think about a six-year-old girl, maybe six, right? Yeah, about that. Yeah. How many six-year-old girls, even if they're curious, would go down into a creepy basement that looks like a torture chamber? Uh, uh, None. To, I wouldn't top, even top, go down there. Top of my top of my head, I'm thinking the girl from Poltergeist, but nah, she nah, wouldn't go she down wouldn't. there. I think she, she likes to watch TV. Yeah, yeah. It made that. It was there was some crazy stuff. Uh, this film has some great ambiance and starts out with some cool ghostly vibe, but morphs into. I have no fucking clue is really what it's like. Uh, Like the feel and the whole remote Overlook Hotel, including their very own version of the room T37, which happens to be room 405. But ultimately, there are too many holes that don't tie this tasty, ghostly murder spree into a neat package. Gets a shining wannabe Korean ghost adjacent meh. I'll forgive fresh director Yoon Yi Kyung for his misgivings, and we'll look forward to maybe his next spooky adventure. I yeah, 
I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing something else from him for sure because it, it looked good. And there, there's definitely some brilliance sprinkled throughout, but yeah, it's kind of a hodgepodge of what am I watching? Like, now, how does that connect it to that? And, he's the writer and director. He is. So interesting. Like he ha- and This is his only credit. Yep. So apparently he did something amazing and Shudder went, hey, want a chance to make this? Right? It's or... Was it who's uh, the, who's, I think this was I don't think this was like Shutter original. I think it wasn't a Shutter exclusive, which means that they kind of bought bought it, it sort yeah. of from some yeah. So I mean yeah, it just needed somebody to maybe edit the script a bit. Yeah, and obviously like the head. The whole part when she's driving into the place with her little sister, and then she sees in the back where the head falls off yeah. the mom, and you're kind of like, "Whoa, that was awesome. this is gonna be great!" Yeah, that's like right at the beginning, and it's like, "What?" And then it was like, was like yeah. "But there are some great visuals. There's stuff yeah. that I'm gonna remember, but overall, as I say, a lot of I was confused a lot. But but isn't and I don't and I don't think it was because I didn't get it. I think it no it genuinely just didn't make sense. No, well, I mean, first off, there's no intensity when the little girl goes missing. Yeah. Like none. Just, it's kind of like. It's just odd. Yeah, she's missing. She'll probably, you know, she's six. She's around. Yeah, it's like they lost their keys. <laughs> but, but they've got a spare They've set, got a spare so. key. So, you know. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So we also got to see Never Be Done, the Richard Glenn Let story on Amazon Prime. 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 This seven-year journey chronicles the brash, once-respected Canadian comedian Richard Lett, whose addiction to drugs and alcohol led him to become homeless, estranged from his daughter and community. Never Be Done is a raw look at addiction and redemption. So, hmm. Interesting journey of an asshole who almost finally dies. Oh, so I mean, almost finds redemption. Right. Starts out with a bit of unfocus to the doc, but Mm. as 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 it started, our protagonist cleaned up, so it did get a little bit more focused on the doc. I was not loving the first part of the doc, but the more I reflected, the more I felt it had more to do with the asshole that was Richard Lett and was not so much about the doc itself. I think all the first 20 minutes of the movie where I was kind of like, this is kind of annoying because this guy is like the biggest fucking dick on the planet. And I remember mm. seeing him live come through Calgary. You've actually heard of him? Yeah, I know. He's, he's like super, he's actually, he, he's been in some pretty big parts and acting like on TV, Murray. So you should probably go look him up. Uh, and he's, he's done the festivals, like the comedy circuit for quite some time. Uh, a quite linear story as it progressed following back through the Richard's years after his sobriety to uh, find a kinder, fatherly person on a better path. I like the doc. Uh, I am still not a fan of Richard Lett in this, of the way they portrayed him or maybe the person he was. But as most of my experience was that he was a fucking asshole consumed with calling people faggots as uh, as a laugh. And I found it hard to care for him at all because, you know, first off, calling people faggots isn't funny. Uh, I'm glad he's clean and sober and treating his daughter and people around him better, but I still am not a big fan and uh, gets a pretty good redemption for an asshole Canadian doc. Man, glad I saw it, but I did not love it. 
Well, Jim, as I watched this movie, I was wondering why was I watching this movie? <laughs> why did the producers and director think that this was an interesting guy to follow? He's an alcoholic loser who just happens also to be a very unfunny comedian. This is not a great subject to be making a film about. I will admit that this movie gets better in the th last third or so as Richard gets a handle on his demons, but he's still a very uninteresting schmo that did not warrant his life being documented. The filmmaker was very lucky that Richard found salvation to a certain extent, or he would not have had a movie at all. I venture to say that this would never have gotten released if it wasn't for the luck of the director in the form of Richard's change in direction. There must be way more interesting stories of recovery substance, uh, recovering substance abusers than this guy. And the fact that this actually got made into a feature makes me rage. Oh, snap. Well, if I'm reading right, Amazon Prime actually thought this was a good idea. Why? What do you mean? Was, aren't they the ones that released it? Yeah. 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 Like, it sounds like he's an asshole, so I would want to see a movie about him anyway. Well, there's a redemption part to it, right? Like, he's not as big of an asshole at the end of the movie. There's got to be better he's redemption still, stories he's still, out there. He's still oh, not calling is. people, he's not yeah, calling people yeah. faggots anymore, but yeah. he's, he's... How should how should I put it? He's a loser. He's a he's a loser. He, but you know, I to your point a little bit. This this film, if if they would have shown more about who Richard Lett was when he was when he was at the top of his top game, of his game yeah. yeah, and then we saw then we showed a little bit of a decline to show him come back, and then I think the movie would have been probably a little better. But you know what? To your maybe to your point is that you hated him so much that you didn't care enough about him. Is that, do, do, am I getting that sort of? Is that what you mean too? I, I don't hate him. I just find him very uninteresting and I don't know why anybody would follow him around with a camera. There you go. Because it was boring. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. There we have it. There you have it. <laughs> rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. <clears throat> Yam fries or tater tots? Oh, there's a big fish being reeled in. Sweet. I think he's not believing your story. Uh, no, I think it. he's completely know where I'm going to go with this. How can some people that, in my mind, are pretty much the potatoes of the acting world pick such great movies to be in? I'm... I'm pointing out specifically our friend Mark Ruffalo, Mr. Potato himself. Not Mr. Potato. And now the newly made Amy Adams, the yam. Oh, she's a yam. Of the acting world for the female version of it. Both of these people seem to find their way into a lot of great movies. Mm. We went we did the Mark Muff, the Mama, the who, the Manamana. We did the Mark Ruffalo breakdown. He never did make her undoubted. He was close. But there was he was very close. He was very close. And with our Amy Adams, which we'll be talking a little bit more on the lists, we've already gone through the whole list unless Bryce went back to try and change his ratings. Because all she needed was a meh from all of us. Well, we're gonna for be her talking to about it. this on the list. Anyway. We are going to. So but, but the point I'm trying to make is how can pe some people who are not, in my opinion, not as talented as other great actors still find their way to make 
great decisions and come to is it them is it their agents i think it's probably, is it i think their agents are giving them the right the, the scripts and they're they're making good choices and if you make a good you know kudos to them for making good choices i, I am super happy about it and, and i would think that let's say an amy, amy adams and a mark ruffalo are probably looking at scripts and turning down a lot of stuff because they respect they, themselves. They respect themselves, and they're like, "I'm going to be in a good movie." And if it's not a good movie, I don't want to be. Doesn't in matter it. what the paycheck is. They say, "Nah." Okay, so that's, let's. That's what I think because man, do they got good batting average? Yes, they they, they do. So this is my point. And, How can we have some amazing actors? I'm calling out you, Willem Dafoe. Yes. <laughs> I'm calling out you, Christopher Walken. Yes. Like these guys are timeless actors. In their defense, they're a little older at this point. Yeah, though. but so what? You think to think like to put their name to some of the terrible movies they've been in mm. is just embarrassing. Like, don't go. I believe don't the point die. Is the older you get, the more you're willing to do crap just to can't keep working. That doesn't it make is. sense because these guys are fuck. They're talented. They could go to any country. They could go to Korea uh, and say, "Hey, put me in a really good Korean horror movie." Or, oh, guess what? The, uh, our our buddy from Parasite, Boone's gonna come and say, "Hey." I'm uh, I'm Christian Slater. Can I be in your movie? No. Oh, wait. I'm Christopher Walken. Dude, you've got a spot in our line. And it sounds like you can pick up uh, languages, no problem. So my rage just to sum, just summate it. Sorry, what's your rage? <laughs> my rage is why aren't more great actors picking better scripts? And why don't we have more... Great actors on our undoubted list. We've just we're just gonna start piling on a bunch of potatoes and yams, and uh, I don't know turnips. Yeah. Who's the next turnip? So okay, maybe the turnips are the the babies, like the young actors, like um, one of the Fanning sisters. You're, you're taking these root vegetables way too far. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all I got this week. All right. Ah, my sweet, sweet rage. Yes. My rage this week is that Glenn Close has not won an Academy Award. What? She the was, hell you say? She was nominated for her work in The World According to Garp, where she lost to Jessica Lange in Tootsie. Excuse me? That was just wrong. I'm broken. Losing out for her role in The Big Chill to Linda Hunt in The Year of Living Dangerously. What? That was a close call. Probably should have won for The Natural, but was edged out by Peggy Ashcroft in A Passage to India. I can mm, sort of accept that one. Yeah. Losing to Cher in Moonstruck was understandable as being nominated for Fatal Attraction seemed like a mm, bit of a reach. That was a reach. But then losing to... But, but it wasn't a reach around. Yeah. Uh, then she lost to Jodie Foster in The, Cu the Accused. That was acceptable. Yeah, I mean, Jodie Foster nailed Although, it. Although, Close was very good in Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah. She absolutely should have won as Albert Nobbs, but the Academy felt the need to give the Oscar to Meryl Streep again for the Iron Lady. I'm sorry. She no. deserved it now. Yes. Nobbs. Okay. So we got one that we know for sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to say two. She, she, Let's two. go two. Yep. yep. She's I'm got on board two with for two. Sure. Yep. Uh, then we had, uh, as I say, uh, Streep was good. But close was yeah. better. Yeah. And while I have no problem with the Academy of giving the Oscar to Olivia Coleman for the favorite, I feel Close's performance in The Wife was better. Yep. I'm not sure that 
closest performance this year as Mama in Hillbilly Elegy is her most deserving performance for an Academy Award, but I do hope it finally gets her the trophy. I hope this is a year, and to be honest, I am not sure I've seen a better performance this year. That's my rage. It's going to be a bit of a tough one. I can't. I mean, obviously, Murray wasn't as, isn't as fond of Glenn Close as we are. I don't think she's that bad. Just I don't think she's as great as you think she is. If her and Amy Adams both get nominated in the will. same category, no, I will be. slip my wrist. Actually, yeah, they might be. They yeah. might be. They might both get it for supporting actors. No, no, because yeah. no, no, no. Amy Adams is definitely going to get the the main actor. So? I don't know. It's yeah, supposed, she, it's supposed she's to be by not, him, right? If they split it, but all I was saying is somehow they get nominated for the both. And Amy Adams somehow wins Happens all the time. I'm never watching the Academy Awards uh, again. Okay, I so you already decided that. Okay, no, no I did. I never watch the Academy Awards because of this very reason. They give out they, they wins can, they to can, people who don't deserve they it. They can give it to Amy, Amy Adams, but not if she's in Against the same Glenn, category Glenn Close. as Glenn Close. Exactly. If that happens, I'm done with them forever. I'm already done because I don't want to go back and list all every single time they've picked wrong. But oh, it's, it's too many times. It's too many times. I'll agree with you there. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Well, it's funny we're just talking about that because, um, yeah, we just saw a movie about hillbillies. But hillbillies! Really, but it really wasn't. Wait, can so, I sing Cotton Eye Joe now? No. Uh, so my list, my, I guess, minute, Merman minute is about my favorite hillbillies. Oh, growing up, poor white trash. Like I did. He did. Murray is a hillbilly. I am a hillbilly. Well, except that I'm also, have, I'm also have half native too. So that sorry. Kind of do you have canceled. a Mima? Uh, sort of. Okay. Did you call her Mima? No. Would you call her Mammy? Grandma. Gram Grams? <laughs> She only helped to fund like the Métis movie Gammy, in Saskatchewan. Gammy Num Nums? <laughs> no, she was a very important woman. All right. Uh, yeah. So we got, first up, he's on here more than once, Randy Quaid. He is a hill. As guy. Russell Case in Independence Day. Mm. The man mm-hmm. drinks too much, lives in an RV with his kids, and talks about getting probed by aliens. What? Does he get probed by aliens in every one of his movies? what he said. <laughs> and his famous line in the words of my generation, up yours, mm. which is as hillbilly as it gets. Next up, we got one of my favorite TV dads, Michael Gross as Burt Gummer in Tremors. Tremors. Tremors is the best. It he is. had a huge arsenal of weapons that could take down a small country, a country singer for a wife, and a huge, dis- huge disdain for the government. This is a box set, I think, that and they have for that Tremors series. Oh, yeah, they made like five or six of them, I'm sure. I think he's in all of them. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, and his line is, broke into the wrong goddamn rec room, didn't you, you <laughs> bastard? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Next up, Mr. Quaid again. Oh, Randy. And my favorite Christmas movie, Cousin Your Eddie. Your second favorite Christmas movie. Uh, it's touch and go. Oh, he's going to change his mind? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Uh Griswold's poor white trash relative, who thankfully shows up in every film. In Christmas Vacation, he shows up in an RV because he With sold his house. <laughs> and then he basically uh, basically proceeds to dump his raw sewage down <laughs> the, on the sewer. Merry Christmas. The shitter was full. <laughs> Randy Quaid. Oh, so many good lines in that one. Then uh, we have one of our favorites. Jim Varney. Jim Varney. P. Worrell. 
I love her in a scene. Delightfully stupid in all of his films, but good-hearted and honest. He plays Slinky Dog. True hero. And one of his lines, I think it was in the, the Halloween one, how about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? Booger lips. <laughs> <laughs> then we have a twofer. Uh, Nicholas Cage, oh, one of snap. your favorites. Oh, Raising Mac- Arizona? High McDonough and Raising oh, Arizona. Oh, my God. Nice. Lovable ex-convenience store robber who can't seem to catch a break. Lives in a trailer in the desert, married to a lady cop, and not able to have kids. Just tried to fix it. What's wrong with that? And his one of his lines is, Edwina's insides were a rocky place where my seed could find no purchase. Oh, and the cast in that. Holly Hunter, man. Yeah, yeah. It Back was Co- then? It was Coen Brothers. And he was also uh, a hillbilly in Con Air. He was Cameron Poe. Oh. Basically had to take down the bad guys. Uh, they actually called him a hillbilly. Con Air's not a uh. uh and one of his favorite, li- one of my favorite lines is, Sorry, boss. There's only two men I trust. One of them's me. The other's not you. <laughs> and rounding it out, we got to go with Woody Harrelson as Tallahassee in the Zombieland movie. Nice. Oh, baby. Drives a Hummer until he gets stolen. Kills zombies with hillbilly flair and loves his Twinkies. Uh, is he on more? Is Will we get more Woody? Uh, what do you mean? No, that's... His, He's done Tellbillies a few times. Well, no, he did both movies, but yeah. I'm counting on both. Oh, okay. Uh, and my favorite line is, time to nut up or shut up. Totally and another one is, here's the deal. I'm not easy to get along with, and I'm sensing you're a bit of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good line. Honorable mention actually goes to Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine, who is Canadian. And Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I love that movie. Which Such a good I movie. have not seen. What? Oh, you got to see it. You'll love it. From uh, the let's watch it tonight. That I it's saw funny. that made me laugh my ass off. I think I needed to watch it ASAP. Oh, dude, you yes. love it. Plus, this may be another one. Alan Tudyk is one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm surprised Woody didn't make it for Natural Born Killers. He was pretty hillbilly. I never in saw that. it. So good. It's just mm. movies that I've seen. That's kind of how it goes. Yes. Anyway. Oh, that's all I got. There's so much joy. I try. Okay. We got a lot to unpack here, people. We did... We, don't shake your hand at me, bitch. What are you talking about? We got lots to unpack. All right, so let's the, unpack it. Let's unpack the first one. There's nothing to unpack, but go ahead. Okay, well, that's... You're gonna, is this Denise Richards? Uh, no, I was going to actually go with Amy Adams first. Because oh, right, okay. I think from what my memory serves, and we have it on our website, we've been yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah, this yeah, movie yeah, to yeah. come. She's, in my opinion, she's undoubted. Yeah. Well, you gave the movie done. a Mondo. So. I gave uh, the last one. I gave him. What was her last movie? It was a Mondo. Just give me the last uh, movie. Arrival? All right. Here we go. Was Could, Arrival the last one? Her last. No, yeah. Oh, it was no, something no, no, delicious. No. So we have Hillbilly Elegy, yeah. which is a meh for you <laughs> and a Mondo for me and be, a meh for Murray. A Mondo for that would be Elegy, but okay. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> and then, and then. Before that was Vice, which was Mondo. Mondo, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. She only needed a meh. And she got a meh, so... Where's the applause, Mer? As I throw up a little bit in my mouth, Amy Adams is... Undoubted. Undoubted. Well, uh, I would just like to defend her her yam-filled honor by saying at least one of my vegetables made it on the Undoubted list. There you go. 
And Murray couldn't be happier. That's right. Because this was Murray's one and only one that he's ever brought forward. Did I bring her forward? I yes, you did. You did. You, oh, did. You, you brought her forward way back in probably February. And, and oh. we were waiting for some, this movie. Not this movie. We were actually Any waiting movie. for another movie, but it never came out. What? When is it coming out? Uh, I don't know. It. What is? What are we waiting for? It's like a. Oh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, no it's the same movie twice. <laughs> like not, was count. it Night Bitch? No, it's like a Rear Window. Object off. of Beauty, Disenchanted. Who knows? Dear Evan Hansen, the woman in the window. The woman in the window. There you go. That's the one that we thought. That yes, that's the one I wanted to see. Yeah. And Anthony Mackie. Heard nothing about it. Yep. Since. All right. Yes. We got. This is great. Are you going to talk about Denise Richards? You're holding your paper in front oh, of you. You, like, you, you bring stuff. it on. Bring it on, you, bitch. You lead these conversations. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's keep leading that. Let's yeah. it. Okay. So we we had don't, a bit don't of a look discussion. For me to follow, but you can go ahead and lead. <laughs> What? You know, if I jumped off a bridge, you wouldn't jump off the bridge? No, I wouldn't. Would not even a little? No. Would you look you over? Can't, the, you can't, would you look over you the bridge to see if I was okay? A little. Would you <laughs> Would you look over the edge just a little? Just see if I was okay? Uh, maybe. Okay. So, we came up with some new rules for the li- for the lists because mostly because of what the world we live in right now. Yes. Pretty much it. Um, so we can't tell if a movie is made specifically for TV. It's not as easy to do that. So we've made a decision. Un- unless it actually is specifically for TV. Yeah, which and it will tell us indicated. by made for TV or TV movie. Yeah, so if it's a Hallmark freaking movie, then, you know. It's, it's done. So yeah. we have to make a decision how many movies we watch of Denise Richards to make a decision. Now, I've seen one. So I've been. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like <laughs> I have literally not seen any of her last eight movies, so she can't be on the doubted list. I'm not just going to take others' opinions to no, form no, our list. No, we know, but we should see. Here's what I suggest. I suggest because I've already watched one, but I will watch two more with you. Let's watch her highest-rated IMDb films, and then from there we can make a decision. If both of them are rage, she goes on the list. I'm not watching all eight. We okay. already know we don't have this to. Do has this has got to be a project over the next couple months. I'm not going <laughs> to fill I'm not your watching, Christmas. I'm not watching two in one week for one thing, <laughs> and I'm not watching even one a week. Can you watch half a half a movie half a week? Half one a week. So we okay. We will have an answer, people. We're marking it on mark it on your By Christmas the new calendar. Year. Oh, New Year. Just kidding. Because we get time off at Christmas. This will give us more time to enjoy Denise Richard films. I'm going to watch college football. Okay. So, by January 1st episode. Whatever the episode after January 1st is, I will let you know whether Denise Richard. What do you mean Richard, you will let? You, well, don't, you don't own us. Okay. Well, I'll watch. We will watch them. two. We will make a decision, and then we will rate them. Okay, so we're going by the highest rated on IMDb, on IMDb. which happens to be let's well, hear them. Interestingly enough, what are they? I can't wait. My Adventures with Santa. <laughs> Is My Adventures with Santa really one of them? Yeah, it's four point eight on IMDb. Well, my, that might as well be part of our Christmas special somehow. <laughs> maybe it'll be maybe, maybe our worst one ever. Yeah. Maybe, and then there's you have a choice. It's either Money Plane. Which is very recent, 2020. Yeah, I'm or actually, yeah, maybe. or the prayer box, which is very close to the same rating, which is still under okay. five. Who's in the prayer box? 
Okay, let's talk about who's. Let's 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 break this down. We've got some Denise Richards talk here. All right. This is what our listeners have been waiting for. Yeah. I'm sure. Of course they have. That's 100%. Yes. So the prayer box stars nobody I've ever heard of. Okay, lay it on me. I've heard of people. Grant Davidson never, as Wesley. Never, never heard of him. Denise Richards yeah. as Karen. Wonderful. As a Karen. She's a Karen. <laughs> Reginald... Vel Johnson? Yeah, that's not a real isn't name. That, isn't that the black guy from Family Matters? That is the black guy from Family is it Matters. Really? It's a yeah. real name. His yes. name is Reginald that's, Vel that's, Johnson. That's the one from, right. the, from the Urkel show. Okay. Carrie Scott. I uh, heard the name. Yeah, you've seen his face. Chandler DuPont. Okay, that's enough. What, who's in Money Plane? <laughs> we're not, by the way, we're not watching that one. Who's in Money Plane? I want to see the Santa one. Yeah, we're definitely, well, we're definitely watching Santa. Okay, so this one is the one. All right, let's Just so it. we know. Because yep. it's got Adam Copeland. That's okay. it. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. I'm in. Thomas Jane. I'm in. There you go. Denise Richards. Katrina it's Norman. A, it's an all-star cast. There it's an go. all-star cast. It's, and it's it, an all-star B cast, but hey. And you'll be happy to know that it's directed by Andrew Lawrence. And it has four writers. Is that one of the Lawrence brothers? Andrew, sorry, Andrew Lawrence? Yes, it is. Click on him. What has he done? I think he's one of the Lawrence brothers. I don't want to. No, let's dig deep here. No, we don't want any deeper. I do. He looks, I think he's Matt Lawrence's he, brother. He looks a little bit like... He looks like oh, uh, yeah. Brendan Fraser. He looks totally like Brendan him. Fraser. I totally know him. He was in Hawaii 5 There he? you go. Okay, what else Thank has he God done? Has he directed anything else? Uh, Come on, man. He's I done, need to know. He's done Money Plane. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> what else has he done? <laughs> He's done 64 directorial events. Okay, but wow. what? Give me his, Probably last, all TV. his two other movies. Uh, Better Than Love. Never heard of it. Big Baby. Big Baby sounds excellent. Maybe we should watch <laughs> that. that cartoon one? Just as a He's, bonus. Just so you know, every single one is a TV something. There you okay. go. All it's right. a given. We got to watch Money Plane. Okay, Money go. Plane and uh, Denise Richards' Santa. Santa Claus movie. And yeah, the Santa Claus. Go. You heard it here first, folks. It's a thing. It's a thing. Denise Richards could be on our doubted list. I don't think so. I think these are both going to be Mondo. I think I'll enjoy the Santa movie. Okay, so since we're since we're just throwing out, we're throwing out more names. Yeah, I'm going to put Glenn Close on it. Oh, okay. Or unless you've already put Glenn Close on it in your mind. Uh, no. Now I haven't seen them all. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I might have, but go ahead. Uh, 2016 is a girl with all the gifts, which was a Mondo. Mondo. What happened to Monday, which was a Mondo. Mondo. The Wild Wedding, which was a meh, spelt W-I-L-D-E. I don't think I've seen it. The Wife, which is Mondo. Mondo. Crooked House, I have not seen. I have not seen that either. Father Figures. <laughs> Father Figures is a rage. There you go. <laughs> Why was she in that? I don't know. Oh. Do you remember when I raged today? That was part of the reason. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud, Father Figures. Come um, on, Glenn. You could have been undoubted. Yes, she could have. Oh, you silly witch. Yeah. Oh, well. Wah, wah. All right. That's enough of that for today. All right, then. <laughs> okay. Last time on Rage or Dare, the boys had to crawl back into the security and warmth of my comforting bag of rage. There they pulled out the worst Eddie Murphy uh, movie ever made, which was Norbit. Did the boys like it as much as Bryce did on his last Eddie Murphy experience? Or did, like, Jim thought it was, like, one of the more dramatic actors when they do the comedies? 
Uh, this week, Bryce is forced to pull a handful of sugar-free vegan goodness from Jim's bag or Infinite Rage bag candy choices. Let's check in and see if Eddie was sweet or sour. Mm. Why don't you go first, baby? I was really, I was thinking, you know what? Last time I pulled from the bag, I got Pluto Nash, and man, was it funny. I really enjoyed Pluto Nash. Can I talk about it? Nope. You got to talk about Norbit. Mm. Norbit. Norbit. Uh, I pose this question. How could Eddie and Charlie Murphy write this film, look at the script, and think that in any way it is funny? I don't know. If you're going to be racist and sexist and make fun of fat folks, then the movie better be funny. Otherwise, you just made a racist and sexist movie that makes fun of fat folks. And is racist and sexist. And sexist. Nothing is off limits in comedy if done right. Yes. This was, rat. this was not done right. This was bad. This was a rage. <laughs> That's all you're giving us? Uh, I'm surprising. not giving you anything more because it doesn't deserve it. I uh, this was just crap. This is even Murray's least favorite uh, Eddie Murphy You know what movie. hurts me the most? What? Kicks Besides in the nuts? the fact that I love Eddie Murphy. Yes. Not only does I share a birthday with him, but <gasps> I think he's funny. What? I, is this movie single-handedly took away an Oscar he was a shoe-in for. The year he was nominated for Dreamgirls, this thing came out like a week before the Oscars. <laughs> or a week before the voting ended. And people and, said... And people said, not going to give him an Oscar, no freaking way. But yeah, up until that point, he was about to get his probably one and only Oscar that isn't like a lifetime achievement. And this movie screwed it up. So yeah. I don't know what the hell Eddie and his brother were thinking, but... Well, man. let me tell you what I thought about this. Yes, let's hear Sure you will. Okay. So, fat jokes aren't funny. No. Not for five minutes, not for a whole movie. Plus, Norbit's voice is as annoying as Adam Sandler's voice is in Hubie Halloween. Oh, I like that. Only his accent goes in and out of levels of Norbitism through the entire movie. Sometimes he's got a Norbit voice. Sometimes he doesn't have a Norbit voice. Sometimes he's speaking normal. Sometimes he's speaking in Norbit. It was so fucking annoying. So, really, it's as bad as having someone trying to fake an accent who can't. Plus, again, casting issues everywhere, including the two kid versions of Norbit and his girlfriend, Kate. I thought Eddie Murphy starred as everyone. He wasn't Here's himself as a kid. Really? I thought that was Eddie Murphy, too. <laughs> no. Thought, oh, oh uh, and uh, uh, playing Chinese face is also not funny. Just racist. Yeah. Oh, and the Chinese culture is not normally known for whaling, so I don't know where that came from. Yep. Interesting, though, that when Eddie does the voice of Rasputia, he sounds exactly like Donkey from Shrek, which kind of makes me think that he really can only do three voices. I disagree on that. But. Uh, what? The, the you can only do three voices? Raspu no. Well, because he only did could do three. Well, he does Donkey, which is Rasputia. He does Norbit, which is no. Adam Sandler. He does a lot of good And then he does his own voice. Does a lot of just, good voices. just watch the best of Eddie Murphy Saturday exactly. Night Live and you'll see oh, yeah. a lot of different voices. Okay. Or, or the movie You Hate, Coming to America. He plays like four different people, five different people. Yeah, that was that also one. terrible. Eddie Murphy it. playing more characters doesn't make it funny, especially if you can't do them very well. Let's do a short recap. Overtly racist against Chinese culture. Shame, yep. shame. Not funny. Not well acted. Yep. Fat jokes get old real fast. Accents are awful. Yep. And cross the line in talking animals. Really? 
are we going to really try and go to the Norbit version of Nine Lives? Eddie Murphy should, as I've said before, comedians that aren't funny should stick to dramatic roles. And just be everyone to remember that Bowfinger, and in my opinion, Eddie Murphy's funniest movie, Bobby Bowfinger, did make my top 10 comedies. Here's the good things. Terry Crews and Kristen Schaal. Oh, and the title of the titty bar called Tittyopolis. I would go to Tittyopolis just for the name alone. I couldn't believe Tandy Newton popped up in this. I was yeah. like, what? It's a rage. It's so bad. Not the best line, but it pretty much subs up the entire movie. How you doing? It's Respusha's line. She said it like 20 times. Really? Yeah. Mm. 20. If oh. she said it once, she said it 20 times. Fantastic. So there you have it. Guess what you Mission get. Mission accomplished. Guess what you have. Yeah. That'll learn you for saying that Pluto Nash was good. Isn't that my bag? No, this is mine. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. All right. I have mine nicely typed and printed. Oh, yeah. Went on hard cardstock. Okay, so I'm plucking out of Jim's bag of... Don't peek in there. Just I'm not peeking. I'm just trying to grab f- one. All right. I got one. Okay. And it is upside down. It is. Ha, awesome. Read it, Mur. <laughs> I can't see it. Joe Dirt. Two. Joe Dirt. Two. Oh, two. They made a second one? <laughs> I didn't know there was a oh, sequel. Third. Talk, about, talk about your hillbillies. I've seen he Joe was, Dirt. Uh, he, was, he was on the hillbilly list. I refuse to acknowledge him. So yes, he played a hillbilly too. Is is uh is uh, uh, uh what's his head David Spade in this uh, as well? Yes, he is. is he? All right, of course. you should be doing? in for a super what super treat. So there's a Joe Dirt too. Apparently, are you sure? Mm, yep. And you're right. going to watch. Doesn't sound it. right, but I. You are going to watch it. I hope there's a cameo from Rob Schneider. I'm sure there will be. He doesn't do anything anymore either. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, CMC, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price, five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show. Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Other than my own house, Canyon Meadow Cinemas is the safest place, as they follow all the Health Canada's requirements to ensure a safe and healthy physical distancing experience. Well, maybe I should tag along to make sure there's an old guy Liam Neeson movie playing. Or even better, some independent documentaries. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a safe and socially distanced seating event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Sweet. CMC. That's right. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? Hey. I'm- Bryce is ending the show. That's <laughs> what he's doing. better. <laughs> Well, thanks, Rangers, for listening. Thanks to Zen Film Rage Crew. I'm Leonard Collins, artist, artist, and photography. Via Leonard Collins, photography. 
Listen to us on all the podcast streaming sites. You can find us pretty much everywhere. Find us at Film Rage YYC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On our website at FilmRageYYC.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please go on social media, Apple Podcast, our website, or Podchaser, and give us feedback. Or give us more dares of films you want us to see. No matter what you do, please make us rage. Please, please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.